my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. Happy, happy day to you. This episode is coming out on a Thursday, and typically episodes come out on Tuesday-ish. And it is coming out later this week, for those who are listening live, because this is the week of our September retreat. And your girl has been uh, busy working. I've been finalizing curriculum, talking with the attendees, talking with vendors, uh, trying to sleep. (laughs) And then, of course, uh, coaching other students and all the other things that I do with my day. So I had actually recorded the topic, the same topic that we're going to talk about today, I had actually already recorded it and it was done and ready on Monday for me to post it on Tuesday. And I sounded tired. It just, it was not the energy that I wanted to bring because today we're going to talk about how in your healing process, it will get better. When we are making a decision to take the look in the mirror and to take big risky steps, to start to believe differently, to start to let people in, to start to trust, uh, to try to choose happiness, whatever that means when people talk about choosing happiness and we learn skills and mindset and heal trauma that makes it really hard for us to be present and we get on medication if we need to, whatever our story entails for us, everybody's story is different. When we start to make these big moves towards hope, towards light, even when we're making the right steps, it can still feel so hard and so heavy. And so I wanted to talk about that and I wanted to shed some encouragement for anyone who's in the journey. But like I said in the previous episode, I was was giving a lot of great anecdotes and stories, but I just sounded low energy. And I was like, that doesn't match the vibe. (laughs) That does not go well. So I had to wait until now. Um, we are a few hours away from the ladies getting in. So I'm sneaking in this podcast episode. Um, it's going to be shorter than it was before, but I did not want to skip a week. I wanted to send love to you. Uh, and so I hope that you enjoy this episode and I hope that you find it encouraging if you are in this place where you're wondering, when am I going to start to see the effort for everything I'm putting out? And also this hurts so much. Is this actually worth it? Am I always going to feel this way? I thought I was okay before. Now I'm really not okay. I hope this is exactly what you need. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. 
with a full range of products to support every garden and lawn. Postamain products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Costamain products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes on your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Costamain continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Costamain believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costamain knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit costamain.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So when I was thinking about this podcast episode and why why I hope I hope that this is helpful for those who need this kind of momentary validation and and encouragement. I I was reminded of a time years ago when I went to a relationship workshop and it had a couple panel, a couples panel. And, you know, each one of them telling their stories, how they got together, how they communicate effectively, what works, what doesn't work, that kind of thing. And in the intro for one of the couples, I want to say it was a couple that was in their 30s. Um, and they were all straight couples. Um, so the couple that was in their 30s, when the woman spoke, she talked about before she met her husband, she was in a very serious relationship with another man. And I want to say that either they were engaged or they were like a step away from being engaged, like looking for rings. And so she moved across the country to be with him, um, left friends, left job, left family, um, because this was, you know, this was her man. And no sooner than she got there, he changed his mind. And broke up with her. And she talked about how she was devastated. Just completely wrecked, broken, depressed, couldn't move. And just how terrifying it was, how painful it was, how humiliating and embarrassing it was to just feel foolish as if she had made this really grave mistake. And she, and then being alone where she in, in this new city. So... She was talking about that and then she was talking about how she went through this process of of being sad and being depressed and feeling sorry for herself um, and not knowing if things were going to get better. And then slowly over time, she started to focus on healing, focus on loving herself, focus on building, rebuilding her self-esteem, building friendships around her, building community and how um, she really got to a place where she felt felt full, full, felt happy, felt whole, and then she ended up meeting her husband. Before I get too far down the road in this, I want to just really, I want to tell you that the main takeaway that I want you to hear from what I just said is not, and it will not be in this episode, the idea and the message that people say that when I was 
so happy and whole and full. That's when I met him, when I was least expecting it, because I think that message, you know, people can talk about whether or not they feel there's validity in it, but the connotations of that message uh, really reinforces that there's something wrong with people who are single, who want to be partnered. And that if you were really happy, if you were really whole, then your soulmate will come. Um, and so there's there's more striving for you to do. You need to be more healed. You need to be more happy. You need to get to a place where you don't care. And I think that's very damaging and even gaslighting to people who are fully present, who have amazing relationships, who have great careers, who are fully open, who are in therapy, who are volunteering, who take time for themselves. I just is a really unfair message. So I just wanted to make that clear that that's not where this is going uh, so that anyone who felt themselves clinch can relax. Um, but she told this story of devastation, of heartbreak and betrayal and how she got to a place where she felt joy again. And I remember listening to that story and thinking, oh, wow, that's great. Like, I'm happy it worked out for her. And then a few months later, I ended up breaking up with the guy who I was in a long-term relationship with, who was my first love. And I was devastated, completely devastated, completely heartbroken. And I think like a lot, I think most of the time with breakups, you can kind of see that there are some cracks. So most of the time, even maybe in hindsight, you're not... Even if you didn't want it to happen, you're not necessarily surprised. So I can say that, you know, of course, you know, years later, in hindsight, that was the case. But it didn't stop the fact that, you know, I had some really, really deep feelings for this person. I had a lot of history. A lot of stuff went around, went down with that relationship. And so there's a lot of heartbreak. And I remember, I would distinctly remember that... In the midst of all that pain, all that sadness, all that grief, all that mourning, I remembered the story that that woman told told everybody, not just me. <laughs> uh, she wasn't talking directly to me. But the story she told everybody in that room of how much pain she went through and how dark it got for her and also how things started to gradually improve over time. And I remember thinking that she gave me without even knowing, but she gave me the roadmap that told me that one day everything was going to be okay. It may be painful right now. It may be painful emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever. Um, it may be that it's hard for me to eat. It's hard for me to breathe. It's hard for me to do all these things. But I know that eventually, as long as I still stay on track and I just feel my feelings and feel everything I need to, Eventually, the light is going to show again. Eventually, things are going to get better. But I knew that because I heard her story and it normalized it for me. And even though I had to do what I needed to do to feel the peace that I ended up feeling, it it didn't, let me say it this way, it didn't stop me from feeling the pain. The process was still the same. But it made me a little bit more accepting of the process because I knew it was only just a piece of it. I knew that this was an evidence of my forever. I knew for, so for this situation, I knew that I would love again. I knew that I would, that I was good enough. I knew that I would 
find the community that I needed. I knew that I would uh, be able to look back at this with wisdom. <laughs> you know, like I, I didn't have this fatalistic mindset that I think I might have had if I didn't have that example. So in the previous recording of this episode, I shared three different stories of women uh, and their different paths to get better and they and and what it looks like for them along each step of the process before they actually got their goals met. And so again, because of time, I'm not going to be able to do each of those stories individually justice, but I am going to talk a little bit about what happens when you start when you start reconciling with people, when you start, when you want to be reconciling with people, when you want to let go of narcissistic relationships, what it may look like when you're starting to build your self-esteem. And um, these are going to be global general points, uh, but hopefully by me naming them, if you're in each of these spaces, I want you to know that this is temporary. Um, it's so important for you to go through these pieces too, y'all because it's going to teach you so much. And believe me, I'm not saying that as someone removed from this process, like on my high horse chair, talking down to you saying, once you get to this level, you will be so evolved. Believe you me, I am in my somatic experiencers office every week. I do body work to release trauma. And so we've gotten to the place where we are doing um, pretty much purely body work. And this week and last week, I was like, I said two things. First of all, why couldn't they have just hugged me when I was growing up? I just, it, so I wouldn't be dealing with this. <laughs> and then the second thing, I was like, can we just skip through time? Can we just be through this? Like, I get that there's, that this is a process, but I just want this to be over. And then she said, uh, you know, this is just part of it. This is you learning. And I was like, girl, I don't want to hear that bullshit. <laughs> that I tell other people. I know it's true. And right now I don't want to hear it. And so, so like I say all the time, two things can be true at the same time. And in this case, this is the stuff that's going to teach you and give you, it is going to ultimately add to your freedom. It's going to ultimately give you the wisdom and the clarity um, and I know sometimes people are like, I don't need the wisdom. Just give me relief. Just give me peace. Um, but this is going to help you be able to maintain that peace later on. It's going to help you be able to be present and to build a reality and build a life that actually brings you joy, pleasure, love, connection, and all the things that you want. So that's the first part. And so the second thing that's also true is that it sucks. It it sucks. It's painful. It, it, it feels like it's dragging. It feels like it takes too long and it will end. It will end. Okay. So to normalize this process, when you first start your healing journey, no matter what it is, whether or not you're working on relationships, your self-esteem, um, uh, building a healthy family, changing your mindset, what you're first confronted it confronted with is that there's more there than you thought. Even if you've been in therapy for years, like I said earlier, when you are going to deeper levels of understanding and going to deeper levels of freedom, you got to clear out more stuff that's been in the way. And a lot of times you don't, you're, you're not aware that it's there because 
The earlier versions of you that weren't ready for that information, they turned a blind eye to it. Um, the earlier versions of you that thought this level of dysfunction was normal didn't even realize that it was a problem. So now this version of you that can actually see it, she's actually understanding the impact of it. Um, she's getting the weight of it. So that's why it's hitting you in a different way. Also, once you start wanting to go deeper, you got to clear out all this stuff that you have been holding on to that other people have given you. So maybe shame and, and, and blame and responsibility that belong to your brother, to your mama, to your grandma that you've been carrying around as your own story and truth. And that's been all mixed up with your own feelings, your own thoughts, your own talents, your own um, strengths, your goals, and then your self-doubt around those goals. You got to shift through all of that to find what it is that you want. And, and that initial process is overwhelming. That is probably the number one thing that I hear from people all the time when they first start their healing process is that they're, they are shocked or where they restart their process when they're going deeper they're shocked that there's more stuff here. They they just they were hopeful that they had gotten to the bottom of things, that they had made peace with things. So to find more is like, oh my God, here we go again. I have to do more of this. And um, yes, <laughs> yes, there's more. And and that initial feeling of overwhelm, when when you start to feel that, I want to encourage you to just take a deep breath and I want you to normalize that I'm just starting this process. I'm starting this new level. So I'm in a place of self-discovery. I am seeing what is around me and I get to decide what I want to keep and what I want to leave behind. The stuff that's in front of me right now is not anything that I have to keep. I do not have to be burdened with any of this unless I decide later on that I want to use it for my advantage or reframe it in some way. But all of this, if I don't want it, if it's not mine, I can give it back to them. I can leave it right here as I move forward. And so go ahead and rewind what I just said. Write it down if you need to. And use that as your declaration, as your affirmation, as a grounding statement Anytime that you are reaching new levels in your growth and your development to remind yourself that all of this stuff, even if it's part of your personal experiences and memory, it still, it helps when you can externalize it and make it so that, okay, almost as if all of these feelings and all these thoughts are just little boxes. Instead of it being... I guess in my mind, I think of things that are just clinging to you and things that you are chained to. Imagine them as being little boxes. Some boxes are bigger than others. Some boxes are made of metal. Some boxes may be made of wood. Some boxes may be see-through. Some boxes may be you know, made of fire. I don't know. But all of these feelings, all these thoughts that you're shifting through are little boxes and you get to sort them. You get to put them in the toss pile. You get to put them in the keep pile. Keep you get to put them in the recycle pile. I mean, you get to put them in the donate pile. But you do not have to hold on to any of these things. Um, you are in control. Um, now, whenever we talk about decluttering and clearing out the things that we don't want, especially when we have a lot, that's what we can use a professional organizer for. And in this case, we talk about therapists. We talk about 
holistic healers. We talk about coaches like myself. We talk about getting someone to help us sort through all of this mess and junk because yes, we could try to do it by ourselves, but we may be so overwhelmed that we quit. We may not know how to where to start. We don't really quite know where to put things and what we actually should keep and what things we should replace and what things we should upgrade. Getting this professional help is what makes this process a lot easier, a lot smoother, and helps you get to that end point, um, not feeling resentful. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. ...of the whole process, right? I'm grateful that you don't have to do it alone. So do that, get that help along the way. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Now, I was just listening back to what I just said um, and, you know, editing as I go along since time is short. And 
the the feeling that I was getting is that I think some people could hear what I just said about how you don't have to keep it, you don't have to take it, you don't have to hold on to it, and immediately go to trying to compartmentalize your feelings and your experiences and logically think through them and just say, okay, well, this is no longer a problem anymore and try to, you know, wash your hands of it. Instead of feeling your feelings, you have, to, we have, you have to feel your feelings through this process. So going back to the example that I said at the beginning of this, this podcast, for me, and this is my experience, this could be different for y'all, but in this example that I gave for myself, if I had had this breakup with this, with this guy um, and I was like, well, things always happen for a reason. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be loved. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to move forward right after the breakup there, there's a whole lot of unprocessed feelings and emotions, grief, sadness. Uh, the fact that this is a person that was a part of my life almost every day and no longer, they're no longer going to be a part of that. Me trying to put that in a box is not actually going to help me move forward. Me trying to rush through it. If anything, even if I'm good at distracting myself, that stuff's going to come up later on. It's going to come up later on when I try to build other relationships with other people. I'm going to have these fleeting thoughts and memories. I'm going to have fear of getting attached to somebody again and then being hurt. Or I'm going to be trying to find a replacement and find someone to be just like the person that I was before. Like The stuff that we don't process comes out sideways. So in the compartmental, in, in, in me talking about using this metaphor to kind of, to kind of give you a little bit of healthy distance to just see that these experiences and thoughts are not you. They're things that you have gone through, but they are not you. You get to decide who you are. That is not the same as me saying, um, uh, that the, the end goal is for you to look at this stuff without any feelings and emotions. You may pick up one box as you're sorting it and look at this thing that happened to you. Look at this thing that your uncle said to you. Look at uh, how your sister didn't show up for you the way that you needed them to. And you might feel a whole lot of sadness. You may open the box and say, yeah, I remember when this happened. I remember when that happened. And this is what I needed. And this is what they said. And this is what they were capable of giving. And this is what they said they weren't going to do. And this is how I responded. And you will need to unpack that so that you get to see what actually, what if anything is in that box that is worth you taking with you or to get clarity around what's in that box to make meaning of it so that you can finally let it go and be done with it so that it doesn't come back around later on. So do not rush the process. So with that said, after you have this initial overwhelm of kind of seeing all the junk that you have in front of you, the next thing that happens as you start to feel your feelings and everything is you find that once you turn on those feelings, you start to feel them more. So what I see is a lot of women who at first are really good at being reserved, really good at being in control, very good at being very independent um, and being hyper, hyper fixated on doing the right thing. Once they start to be more vulnerable in this way, and exposing this stuff a little bit more, they lose the ability that they had to shut off the waterworks, to shut off um, feeling sadness or feeling hurt. But that's a good thing. It's a good thing because you shutting off all these emotions in your body has been slowly deteriorating you. 
deteriorating you mentally, de- deteriorating you and your body. Again, we store stress and trauma in our body. So the more we try to hold stuff in, the more our body will react and get sick um, and shut down. So in short, you're going to start being more sensitive. It is a part of the process that you start to feel your feelings more, that things start to kind of get to you more. And it's not even that they start to get to you, but you start to something in you wakes up and turns back on to where when people do or say things to you, instead of it kind of running off you because you're detached from your emotions, you realize, oh, hold on. I I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't appreciate that. I don't want that. But this is an invitation for you to respond differently. This doesn't have to mean now I'm feeling my feelings more. So I'm going to be in more pain. It's actually an invitation for you to see kind of like if someone is in a room full of fire, (laughs) uh, but they, their nervous system isn't working. They don't realize that they're in danger. So it's not like, it's not like now that you're feeling your feelings, you are, um, now you've set yourself up for more pain. It's more like you've been surrounded by danger this whole time and you just were numbed out to it. And now that your sensors are on, you're like, Oh, nope, there's a fire right there. That's going to burn me. Or that is trying to burn me. This is how I move away. This is how I put that fire out. This is how I move to a completely different place where there are no fires, right? So you feeling your feelings more is a gift. And I say a gift with that tone of voice because at first, because this is going to be a new sensation, even if you have been in touch with your emotions, um, once you start doing healing process in in the deeper levels uh, of whatever deeper means for you, uh, you feel even more of them. Uh, and so as you, as you feel them and make sense of them, you are going to be able to, um, to have a little bit more control in a healthy way that doesn't involve you repressing your emotions or acting like they don't exist, but you'll have more internal guidance on how you want to handle when you're frustrated versus shutting down or versus going off. Um, how to handle when your feelings are hurt, how to handle when you're happy, how to handle even when you're attracted to somebody. Some of us go into fight or flight mode when we're attracted to someone. Um, When we start to catch feelings for them, we will sabotage, we will run away, we'll make up excuses, um, we will cling and become super codependent and really um, try to get them to love us back. Uh, But feeling your emotions and being more sensitive to what you're feeling gives you more of that internal wisdom. So, um, you're feeling your feelings more, you're feeling more sensitive, you're feeling all this stuff. And after that is at that, after you climb all this mountain and go through all of this stuff, then on the downhill slope, it all starts to settle down. Y'all it starts to settle down. You start to have more balanced experiences of your emotions, of your thoughts with all of this new self-awareness now you have cleared out the things that you don't want. So now you get to see, okay, these relationships that are in front of me, are these a throwback to the past of what I left behind? Or are, are these getting me closer to what I want? Is what's in front of me something that I really want, but I've never experienced it before. So it's kind of scary to me. It's kind of different for me. And now that I am more in touch with my emotions and now hopefully could how part of this process, remember you've had this professional organizer working with you to sort all this stuff out. Now, hopefully you have more access to skills to help you move to places you've never been before. 
to help you start to build in new areas, to build new developments, to add on a special wing to your house for all this new amazing things that you are adding to your life, right? Um, and you might, you'll still feel nervous. You'll still feel a little anxiety, um, but it's just because this is a new path. Uh, it's uncharted ter territory, which doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It just means that it's different, okay? So wherever you are in this process, because I got to go, <laughs> I got to go get ready and get, get our dinner started, uh, pick up our dinner for tonight. But wherever you are in this process, if you're in the first portion where things are just feeling overwhelming, I want you to take that grounding statement, grounding statement and know that the light is coming. Get some help if you don't have it yet uh, so that you, you can light that path and find your way. Don't worry about the feelings and sensitivity that you're feeling. It's good that your body has stopped playing dead because remember the fight or flight response to trauma or the response to trauma is fight or flight, right? So fight is you're always looking for ways to protect yourself. You're hypervigilant. You're never able to relax. You're always planning for the worst. You're always trying to distract yourself. You're always busy. That's fight in our mod modern world. The flight freeze response is you numbing out, you not feeling anything, you trying to act like things don't matter, you sleeping all the time, you feeling depressed, and neither one of those are healthy. We may try to make them healthy, but to be in those two states at all time, either one or the other, and never at peace is not going to help us actually live the life that we want. And again, it's just going to deteriorate our body, deteriorate our mind, deter deteriorate our spirit and our soul and our even will to even hope. Like it's so hard to always feel like you have to fight all the time or you numb out. To only have those two options, that gets old. So the gift that feeling your feelings gives you after you go through the first overwhelm of like, God, I'm feeling all this anger and sadness and rage from when I was 10 years old and I'm not trying to feel this. At 40 years old, I got things to do. Don't worry, it evens out. And the gift that it gives you is with more of that access to maybe anger or pain that's justified. You also have access to more pleasure, more um, enjoyment, more peace, more um, feeling like you're sane <laughs> uh, because you get to come home to yourself. So y'all know that scene in Finding Nemo uh, with the shark uh, support meeting uh, and they say, fish are friends, not food. I need you to, the affirmation I want to give you for this one is feelings are our friends. Feelings are our friends. So when you are feeling upset or sad or regretful or pissed or feeling abandoned or rejected intentionally, because this is part of where you are, I want you to remember feelings are our friends. That's what Sheena said. <laughs> you can you can blame me for this affirmation, but remember to add on to the other side of this. Feelings are our friends, and feelings are also like waves. They come up, but they also come down. The feeling will come up, but it will also come down. If you are one of my beauties, one of my amazing listeners who has um, chronic depression or chronic anxiety that is damaging your ability to function and to show up in the world. This is not me telling you to lay in bed and say, feelings are my friends while you are feeling so uber depressed. And this is also me not minimalizing how completely um, 
detrimental that is and um, debilitating that is. So for you, I'm going to repeat what I've said before, not only in this episode, but especially in previous episodes, which is please, 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 please do not allow yourself to suffer any longer than you need to. Please find, I'm going to suggest medication. If that, if, if Western medication does not suit you based on your own values, based on bad prior experiences where there were some side effects, you have practitioners that didn't listen to you, then please find a naturopathic healer. Find someone that is going to help you because if you have an organic issue that has nothing to do with what you think or what you learn, you know, there are some of us where our, the, the neurons and the synapses and all the stuff in our body, they're just not, there's an organic issue there. So it doesn't matter how much you learn, how much you listen to this episode, how much therapy you have, because there, there are connections that are missing. So you are going to need something outside of that to repair that and to heal that. So whether or not that's herbal supplements, food, or something, uh, a deep learning, deep meditation, please do something that's going to help you with a guided professional organizer <laughs> in whatever form that looks like for you. Please find that person. And then um, the last part, as far as um, moving forward, I'm, I'm going to normalize it just because you are ready and just because you're super eager and you want, you have a lot of openness towards learning. It doesn't mean that it's going to come naturally. If you have been doing relationships and talking to yourself a certain way for decades, it's not going to automatically change just because you have cleared all this stuff out. You got to put stuff back in your house. If you've cleared out all this junk, all these old sofas, these old tables, these old clothes that no longer fit you anymore, all the stuff you had in your closet, you're going to be looking around at a house that's bare, right? So you got to refurnish it. So you got to go out. You got to find what you like. You got to put it in your apartment. You got to try it out for fit. You know, you got my metaphor. You're going to have to actively go <laughs> and create new patterns. So same thing, whether or not maybe you don't need a professional organizer anymore. Now you need an interior decorator. Find somebody to help you. Okay. And the, and the, and the interior decorator can be the same people as before, the therapists, the coaches, the, all those people, but get some support. Um, uh, I'm going to I'm going to find a really clever way to say this because I th- this is one of my personal beliefs that I'm becoming more vocal about but we we have one life y'all we have one life even if you believe in reincarnation <laughs> even if you believe in in the afterlife and heaven and going home to be with Jesus right now we're here on earth so we are the ones who get to decide what each day looks like for us. We're the ones who are in charge of that. So be intentional about that. Be purposeful about that. Be deliberate about that um, because you deserve to give yourself the best life you can today. And I hope, I hope, I hope that you embrace that. Okay. So last thing I'm going to say before I run out (laughs) is I have been getting your emails. Those of you who found the podcast late, uh, those of you or later in your journey and you have really loved it. Um, those of you who 
thought I was joking <laughs> about the deadline <laughs> for the recovery school and you kind of procrastinated and then sent me emails later on saying, is there going to be another class? When can I join? I'm ready. I just found the podcast. I've gotten your emails, all of you. I, I promise we've gotten them. We've responded to most of them. We haven't hit everybody. Um, there's, there's, I have spent four or five years doing courses and programming and I I believe in the recovery school so much and even even getting the messages from the students who have been um you know sending things to me about how within just a few weeks they have just learned so much and gotten so much from the program there's there's no way that I would feel comfortable just even though I need to move out of coaching this live there's no way that I am going to leave and only do the podcast only and then whatever I, I'm planning to doing planning to do for professionals um, in this next stage and some other things that I have in mind. So yes, there will be something else coming. It is not available now because there is a full cohort right now that I am working my butt off to coach and support and be available for. And then like I said, this this month's retreat and next month's retreat. So please, please, please have some patience with me and for me. Those of you who are so eager, I'm so happy you're so eager. And I want to make sure that I have the right thing for you, the best thing for you. Um, once, once things settle down a little bit on, for me on the back end. Okay. So if you want to be notified of when those things are coming out via email, then you can sign up for our free roadmap. Um, the link should still work by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash roadmap. It gives you um, a roadmap that talks about my five steps to heal from love addiction, love avoidance, and love deprivation. Um, the end result of the roadmap is during the recovery school. Obviously, it is closed right now. But, 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 but you will be on the list so that when it is reopened or whatever's coming next is reopened, you will be you'll be the first to know. Okay. <sighs> all right. So that's it, y'all. <laughs> I am sending you all so much love. I hope that this was helpful um, and that you were able to apply it to wherever you are. I look forward to being in front of you next week again. And if you're listening to this, when it comes out, please, please, please be sending all the positive vibes and joy to the wonderful women that are going to be joining me in Houston, Texas this weekend. Send me some positive vibes and joy as I am teaching for energy, for strength, and that um, that our retreat house is just sacred ground. And I appreciate all of your prayers and, and vibes. So, all right. Love y'all. And I will see you in the next one. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.